Welcome or welcome back to episode two of Lift You Up. I have one little favor to ask before I tell you about today's guest. If you can, please subscribe to my YouTube channel or give me a follow on Instagram at Tamika Bickham TV or both. But today I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Vanessa Liebel. If you don't know her or if you do know her, you definitely know that she is literally one of the sweetest people with such an incredible story that you've ever met. So I'm excited for you to hear her story. Quick highlight, I met her probably maybe about a year ago um, at through the Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce, an event there. And um, it took me a while to learn a little bit more about her story. She has an incredible business. She's the founder of Choice MD, which you're gonna hear more about. Um, but it all stemmed from a personal experience after she was diagnosed with MS at the age of 21. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want, it is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. I'm joined by a beautiful, amazing, inspiring guest, Vanessa Liebel, the founder of Choice MD. Um, Vanessa, I mean, I was, we were just talking about before this, I don't know so much about you and your personal story. So why don't we start there? I want to learn a little bit more about you and what ultimately led up to you founding Choice MD. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, let me just start from the very beginning. I'm from Houston, so I'm a native Houstonian, and I have two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. My parents are both Bolivian, um, so they've moved over to Houston, and that's pretty much been my life. Most of my, most of my upbringing has been in Houston. And um, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 21 years old, or actually that's when the symptoms first started. Um, I was naive to everything. I was perfectly healthy my entire life. Um, and so the night before, actually, I was in martial arts and I had a pretty bad injury. And so the next morning when I woke up and I went to get up out of bed, I fell, collapsed to the ground. I immediately thought it was an injury. I thought, oh, wow, okay, I really hurt my leg, but I didn't think it was that bad. So I didn't say anything, um, mainly because my mom did not like that I was in martial arts. I had done it for 16 years. And so it was one of those things she always wanted to protect me. It was her little girl, you know, it's not a girly sport. So I would never tell her about injuries. So I kind of stuffed it in. I didn't say anything. And I had difficulty walking for a good week or so. Um, and I didn't really realize that my legs were, it, well, I did realize it was like pins and needles, but I didn't realize it was both legs. Um, I had only focused on the one leg that I had injured. I was like, wow, I really hurt myself. I, you know, I've got these, it felt like it had fallen asleep. And every once in a while, my leg would just give out and I would fall to the ground. So about a month later, I finally said something and the numbness had gone on both legs from just about to where my kneecaps were all the way up to my waist. So I couldn't feel anything. I could feel stuff, but it was like they were asleep all the time. So that annoying sensation of like ants climbing around. Um, and so that's when we started going to the neurologist. And we went to one neurologist and he had said, 
it was spinal myelitis. It was maybe a virus that had happened because I was super healthy. Nothing had ever happened. There was no reason to believe it was anything else. We didn't have a family history. Um, but I remember they had mentioned some things, you know, if something, if it happens again, we'll have to look into other options, see maybe what it could be. Sure enough, a year later, exactly, symptoms came back and it was around the same time. And I had already heard the word MS. And this time they, they told me basically, you do, you have MS. Over that last year, had you continued to have symptoms? Um, no. So it's off and on, right? So they put me on steroids initially. I want to say it was about a month worth of steroids that I was taking. Um, and I got better and everything had subsided. Everything was back to normal. So it was fine. When it came back, they came back almost identical symptoms. So I lost sensation in my legs again. This time the numbness and tingling had gone to my hands as well. And there was a sharp pain in my hands too. <laughs> And then the whole thought process in my head, and I'm 21 at the time, so I don't know what's happening. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, wait, it's my right arm, not my left arm. Okay, it can't be a heart attack. Like, what is happening? But the pain was so great and it was so shocking. And it lasted probably maybe 15 seconds. I don't know. It was pretty short, but it seemed like eternity. Um, So I had those kinds of things that were happening, very strange symptoms, Um, so when, when I did go back, they did diagnose me with MS and I was terrified. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. Um, I remember people had told me to reach out to the National MS Society and I was so naive and ignorant to how healthcare worked that I just kept remember my response to everybody was like, I don't want to be a test lab rat. Why would I go to the MS Society? Like, I don't want to be a test lab rat. And um, I thought they were only there for research. And finally it got to a point where I was, I did, I went through depression. I went through every stage you could imagine. I was super depressed. My dad had worked for a company at the time who had a break point for the MS-150. And um, so the MS-150 is a bike ride that they do from Houston to Austin every year. Thousands of riders, it's like the most amazing thing. And so he says, you know what, let's go volunteer at the MS-150. And I did, God, girl, that first year, I remember going out there and it was ridiculous because the job that I had was to hand out bananas and oranges to people. And everybody would sit there and say, you know, thank you. And I would return every thank you with like tears in my eyes. And I would just say, thank you. Like you guys are the ones doing amazing things. They just didn't understand that everything they were doing, I didn't understand that that collection of people, that amazing collection of people were all doing, joining together forces for one thing, and that was the MS Society. At that point, I decided to reach out to the MS Society, and I realized what it was that they provided, and everything changed. It was a complete game changer, because I walked into a space where everybody there understood what I was going through, and everything they did was for people like me. If anything, some of the fear was set aside, because I now could understand that I wasn't alone. And I could see that there were so many people out there doing research, doing amazing things to help people like myself. Um, And so I think at that point, um, I got really involved in volunteering. Um, That was my way, I guess, of helping heal myself, if you will, it was giving back. And I did so volunteering with the MS Society. And I volunteered so much so that they asked me if I wanted to um, volunteer for one of their MS walks um, to sit on one of their boards. And I said, yeah, I had no idea what these committees did. And um, 
I walked in there the first meeting and I think we're just brainstorming ideas. So I've got ideas for days. So I'm like, oh, we could have this massive cookie cake where everybody gets used to the MS blog, you know, we could have balloon artists and we could have face painters. Well, the next day I get the email back and it says all of my tasks were everything I had to open my mouth up for. But I was like, I have to actually execute all this stuff. <laughs> that was my first step into volunteering. And then I realized it was like, wow, I have the ability. Yes, I was putting together events. But in putting together these amazing events, I had the ability to make them so much greater and find solutions for so many more people because that's what these organizations were doing. Um, so really, that's where, I guess, MS, my whole journey with MS, and if you wanted to find out a little bit of why volunteerism and everything drives me, it's because of that. It helps me heal, if anything. Once you got that diagnosis and started experiencing those symptoms, how did you see it impact or change your life? Oh. Um, well, I've always been a really active person. Um, martial arts, like I said, I had done it for 16 years. Um, that was my foundation. That was the biggest hit. Um, almost immediately, I had to quit that. Um, because how could you train your entire life to have your arms and legs as weapons and then not be able to control them? So that was like an instant thing. It was like taking a Band-Aid off and it hurt and it still hurts um, because I loved that sport. Um, the physically, that's been one of the biggest things. Now I have a five-year-old daughter. The biggest hit is I can't really go outside and play with her, which stinks. So she doesn't play any outdoor sports. Like she doesn't play soccer. Um, but we do do it in short spurts. We spend a lot of time in the pool. <laughs> as long as I'm cool, then I'm okay. Um, but I live in South Florida. So if I'm in the pool then I'm okay. <laughs> so tell me about Choice MD because you are a founder, a business owner, um, and I want to learn a little bit more about what you do. Okay, absolutely. So ChoiceMD is the solution I found to all of my problems of living with MS for 19 years. Um, I've moved around quite a bit, and every time I move, I have to find different resources. So in finding those resources is the biggest difficulty, right? You have different options, you have your insurance company or you have the internet. Um, and they all have their different issues. So I said, okay, how can I fix some of the issues that, that exist? And by focusing on a um, micro community, if you will, by focusing on just Miami-Dade, I'm able to provide people with all of the solutions that I needed at the time, right? A directory where at the moment it's very basic, but you will be able to search by insurance carrier, hospital affiliation, by language. So all those things that I wanted, I'll be able to provide to other people. Um, furthermore, it's like, even though you can go online and you can search for a doctor, I feel like I need more to be able to select them, right? I need to build, I need a doctor to build rapport before I even walk in. So having the ability to watch a video or pictures of the facility or something, an explanation, a little bit more information provided would be nice. And so we're creating that platform for doctors and medical professionals to be able to provide more than just what's the basic, you know, just a list of what you need. Um, they can create their own stories, if you will, um, to kind of connect with people and build that rapport that they need. Um, the other problem I found is that people don't connect. Like I said before, until I connected with the National MS Society, I was completely lost. I didn't know what I was going up against. I didn't know what my future was gonna look like. I didn't know, I didn't know any of the resources that were available. And so that's what I wanted to do. Um, 
was to be able to connect people to the resources that are available in the community. Um, that's what I've been doing this past year is making those strategic partnerships with all the nonprofit organizations. And when I say all of them, I want all of the health related ones on our site. I want to be an extension of their services. I want to help them out. Um, because of the work that I did in volunteerism with the National MS Society, I know how much they, they, they depend on volunteers. I know how hard it is. I know what their challenges are. So I also wanted to fix some of their issues. Um, so we're incorporating things. We're talking with the schools to incorporate volunteer um, volunteer options so that we can connect the students to volunteer things. And in and, and just a lot of different ways, we want to be able to solve the problems that the community is facing, at, at least in the healthcare space. Um, and then the last part, which is interesting, because now um, I'm married to a neuroscientist at the MAMI Project. Um, and so research and factual news is really big in our house. Um, and it's also really big in the healthcare space. But I have found, obviously, of 19 years of having MS, I get friends and family send me emails almost on a weekly day, weekly basis of, you know, cures that they found in, you know, Italy, or this is what's working in this country, and, and none of that is factual. Some of that is, some of it is, some of the information they send is great, um, but a lot of it isn't. And the thing is, is that's how people are getting their information. So we wanted to build our health news on factual information. Um, what I would love for it to be, and we're getting there, is um, where we take publications from PubMed, let's say, and we write, rewrite them in lay terms. So people understand not so much what is like, what are your symptoms or what are the medications available, but this is the latest studies and this is what people are finding because I feel like that's what gives people hope. At least in my case, knowing what, what's on the up and coming, what's, what, what are they working on, that's really what gives me hope. Um, living with a chronic illness for the rest of my life until a cure is found, hopefully soon. <laughs> right. So it sounds like out of the challenges and not knowing where to go um, that you experienced after your diagnosis, was that was kind of the birth of Choice MD, so to speak. What are, can you kind of talk about some of the challenges that people are navigating when they're trying to find that right healthcare provider? I mean, in a lot of cases, people don't even know who they have to see, right? A lot of times you want to go straight to a specialist. Um, I say always start at the most basic point. Go to your primary care physician. That's what they're there for, and they will always direct you. This is what the process is usually, usually looks like, or you should look like, is you'll go to your primary care physician. They'll tell you, you know, if you have another issue, they'll tell you, refer you to a different type of doctor. Usually they have a referral. Um, you as a patient, you have the ability to either go off of that doctor's referral or do your own research and find somebody whom you feel comfortable choosing. Um, I like to do my own research. And so that's where, let's say you go to your primary care physician and then from there they give you that referral. You don't want to see the person that they're referring to. That's where I want ChoiceMD to step in. And even in finding your primary care physician, it's, you have the ability to look at all the information and you should be able to because essentially you're trusting somebody with your health. I've, I've seen so many doctors and in some instances, maybe I don't see eye to eye with them. Maybe I don't exactly like what they're telling me or I don't agree with them or I'm not comfortable with the solutions they're giving me. Um, so that's when you have an option to get a second opinion or a third opinion. 
but you need that resource. You need something like ChoiceMD to go to every time to see, okay, you know what, this doctor didn't work. Maybe I'll go back and find this doctor. And I find a lot of people are going off of reviews, which in the healthcare space is the wrong thing to do. Reviews are not fair in the healthcare space, and I'll tell you why. They're protected by HIPAA laws. So you don't know if they're factual or they're not factual. The doctor doesn't know if they're factual or they're not factual. It could be a disgruntled ex-girlfriend, I'm just gonna throw it out there, that went on there and put a review. They don't know who put the review because of HIPAA laws and there's no way that they can go on and fix it. So it's not like a restaurant where somebody puts a bad review and they say, I'm so sorry that that went that way. Why don't you come back and let me, you know, you'll have a free appetizer on us. There's absolutely nothing the doctor can do and they can't take it off because once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. And, and then furthermore, do you trust somebody that you've never met before with a review of a doctor? Maybe they walked into that doctor's office on a day that the computer system was down. Maybe they had to wait a little bit longer and they were just angry. So how do you recommend that people do go about finding that specialist or, you know, that healthcare provider that they've been looking for when they don't know where to start? I know you mentioned the primary care, but okay, fine. They get a referral from the primary care or they're doing their own research online. There's a lot to weed through. There is a lot to weed through. Um, And that's why we're creating this platform. That's exactly why. So that people can go through and they can say, and, and you can get referrals, right? I've asked friends, you know, do you know somebody? And even if they tell me, it doesn't mean that's going to be my option, but I'll look into them, right? So even if you have different options coming from different people, you can still look into them. Now, what we're trying to do on ChoiceMD is have that doctor speak on there. Have them talk to you. And in that short message, you'll know, okay, maybe... Maybe I don't like the homeopathic route. Maybe I'd like this route, you know, but you get an idea of what it is the doctors or even in a brief description of what their ideas are before you even walk into their office. Um, But I think people need to have a little bit more information than what's being provided. So that's what we're doing. The public, to some extent, is in a panic from a health perspective, from an economic perspective. Um, We can't ignore that we're in the middle of this pandemic. I guess, tell me, is there anything that Choice MD is doing as far as resources? I know, and I know it's so new and right, new information is coming out every day. I guess, tell me how your business or you are approaching the news of all this. COVID-19 is like a terrible thing across the world. And so many companies are being faced with a lot of um, difficult decisions. And um, in our case, it's given us the opportunity to demonstrate to the community how important it is um, to have a one resource, one centralized location. So for instance, and this has been overnight, as these pop-up testing centers are coming up, we're entering them into our directories. So you can go in, we have, I think for South Florida, already 11 centers in there. So you can visit our directories, you'll see those instantly. Um, On social media, that's been blowing up nonstop. So our Instagram page and Facebook and Twitter, all of them, they all have different sets of hints, tips, things that are going on. Um, I'll give you an example for Instagram. We have the hours that elderly people can shop, restaurants that have popped up into turned into grocery stores. I mean, all these tips that people need right now, those are the, that's the information that we're putting out. And we finally have the, inf- the, the opportunity to be able to show to everybody, this is what you guys need. Um, We're just hoping to connect with everybody right now. You know, in general, and we're seeing this right now with 
COVID-19, a lot of discussions about staying calm or just reducing your anxiety and staying mentally positive um, because ultimately a healthy society is a happier society is a more prosperous society, right? Like our economy is shutting down because people are not healthy right now. And that is a ripple effect. You know, it's so important to me too, the overall importance of just health in our society and how it impacts everything else, I guess. Can you talk about that personally and just like going through what you've gone through with MS, any personal struggles, like keeping that mental positivity and your health like at the forefront um, and just how that's impact your life, impacted your life overall. I was really depressed until I reached out and connected with people. I was lost. Um, I, I will say this and connecting with others and getting more information and finding things out. Um, it really sets things at ease. It really kind of calms you. You have to and you have, in times like this, you have to realize and focus on where you're getting your information. Um, if you're watching the news 24-7 and you find yourself stressed out, well, then maybe turn off the reminders on your phone of the articles that are coming out. Maybe don't turn the TV on as much. Kind of calm down. Yes, you still need to be informed, but don't overload. You need to find that headspace um, where you're comfortable we're not just, you know, working from home or doing things. We're, we're, we've got so many different hats on. I think I told you this earlier. It's now I'm homeschooling my five-year-old daughter. I'm still, you know, managing Choice MD and all the problems that are coming up with COVID-19 and all the things that we have to adapt our company to, which I'm sure so many entrepreneurs are doing. And then I'm still a mom, right? So I'm still trying to get the meals in place and how do you manage the groceries and how do you do this? You know, it's where do you order, you know, and so it's a stressful time. It's a stressful time for everybody. But I think um, people need to connect. They need to disconnect from the stuff that's stressing them out and connect to the things that really help them out. I like to end with um, a personal tip from you, like a health mm -hmm. and tip that's, I don't know, maybe your mantra <laughs> that you would just, you know, aside from anything that's going on specifically right now, just that you live by or you would give to others to live by. To be honest with you, and this is health-related in my case, it will, although it won't sound health-related, but whatever you put your mind to, you can achieve it. Um, there have been times, and I'll tell you why it's health-related, where I lost the ability to walk. I regained that ability to walk because I had my mind set on it and I wasn't going to give up. Um, I formed new neuronal connections. There's things, there's ways that that can happen, but in not giving up and believing in yourself and doing those things... Um, that's how you can stay healthy. I think that's how I've stayed healthy is just believing in yourself. Thank you, Vanessa. Your story has been absolutely inspiring. I know people want to learn more about you and Choice MD. So tell Thanks. them where they can find you, learn more, um, social media, website, all of the good stuff. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tamika, for having me. I really enjoyed it. And you guys can find us at choicemd.com. And on Instagram, it's choicemd.miami. And Facebook and Twitter, it's at ChoiceMD. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, as I know you, are, you always are. So thank, thank you. You, so you too, girl. <laughs> stay safe. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Vanessa as much as I did. Um, her soul and her warm nature really just shines through in everything that she does. So please go ahead, connect with her, find more about her, 
below in the show notes. And if you like this episode, I would be so honored if you would write me a review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And also don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube or give me a follow on Instagram at Samika Bickham TV. Until next time.